anytime anyone asks, hey, have you ever seen this very famous film? All I can say is no, I haven't seen that. Oh, I haven't seen that. Nope, haven't seen that. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh, my gosh, we are here. Finally, and by that I mean it took 12 hours to get the microphones figured out. We don't know we don't know who that voice belongs to because I actually haven't introduced my guest yet. So we don't know what that is. So welcome. <laughs> I'm just so excited. Oh, I'm drinking a white claw. I'm breaking my whole 30. This is just everything no one's ever needed. Um, welcome to Oh, I Haven't Seen That. I'm your host, Patrick Howard. Um, thank you. The studio audience is wet yeah. with excitement. Uh, we are filming at NBC. We are breaking all social distancing protocols. Um, this is Oh, I Haven't Seen That, a podcast where I, Patrick Howard, watch very famous films that I've somehow gone my entire life without seeing. For some reason, I don't really know why. I think it's just my family is more of like a TV family. We didn't really watch movies, but I've decided to correct that because I realized recently during this time of core that um, being proud of not having seen things that everyone else has seen is not a personality trait. (laughs) So that's why we're here. Um, Today we are joined by... A stunning guest. Oh, they all are. He is from Pennsylvania. He is an actor, dancer, and dog walker based in New York. He has a degree in musical theater from... We can't say the name. Um, we're not... Non-spawn. Shockingly, Pat Simon is not one of my thousands of sponsors. Um, he doesn't have a belly button, and most importantly, he is my roommate. Please welcome to your ears, Patrick J. Zanetti. <laughs> is it a J? Yeah. I literally thought you were about to forget my last name. If I'd been like, Patrick? Patrick. Dempsey. <laughs> oh my god. Hi, hello everybody. Uh, hello all the faithful followers. How are you today? Ladies and gentlemen, I don't... Let's make it very clear that we've been talking for the past two hours, but how are you today? It's, it's warm, it's hot here in our central AC <laughs> apartment. In our gorgeous New York pied a <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I love our apartment, but like, it sucks. In the very rich neighborhood of Ridgewood. Ridgewood Queens, hey. <laughs> um, but I tell everyone I live in Bushwick. <laughs> I say the Bushwick-Ridgewood area because I think there's something about the hybrid that I... I just love a hybrid. (laughs) Love a hybrid. It's truly, like, anyone anyone who doesn't know New York, I'm just like, oh, I live in Queens. Oh, see, I feel like I'm I'm giving people a gift of, like, education when I'm like, I live on the, like, Queens-Brooklyn border. I mean, like, if if anything, I'll go further into that. I'll be like, oh, I live in Queens. I live right above Bushwick, which is in Brooklyn. Like, truly, like... If I have nothing else to talk about with this distant cousin, I'll be like, you know what? Let me educate. Uh, but like, if it's just like, 
everyone to reach out to your cousins today <laughs> and tell them where you where live. Where you live. What's up? What's um, but no, it's very warm. Oh yeah, it's quite hot. <laughs> Last night when I went when I checked the AC before we went to bed, it was six. Like our AC set to sixty nine. It was eighty in the apartment because I went to bed really early last night for some reason. Literally, I, cause like during the day, sure the sun is beating down, and like our AC doesn't work. But like, at night you expect it to go back to normal and like work efficiently. I literally couldn't fall asleep because I was sweating. Same. And I was like, this is disgusting. It wasn't until, for me, it wasn't until, like, 1 a.m. where it actually felt like the AC was, like, able. I also want to say, I'm not blaming the AC. This is not AC-blaming culture. No. I know it's hot outside and that the AC is trying, but, like... No, she is trying her best. It's just, we live on the top of our building. There's and we sky, have, there's we skylights. Have skylights. Mm. <laughs> Raise your hand if you have a skylight. <laughs> Raise your millions of people <laughs> millions of people just chopped off their hands they said i've never had a skylight okay um some of you never <laughs> before we get into some more things i have to tell you about some drama that happened this morning in regards to this podcast setting up before even the drama that just happened that you were witness to where i couldn't figure out how to make two mics work at once okay. so i realized last night i have like a newer mac brag um that doesn't humble brag <laughs> that like, the newer Macs, because Apple is um, a Ponzi scheme, and they make their devices with their own plugs and stuff, so you have to buy other okay. products. They yeah. took out the USB plugs on their Macs, so I had to buy this, um, like, one that can, takes it from a USB to, like, a lightning rod or whatever. Whatever the fuck it's called. What? I don't know. Look it up. But I realized last night that I didn't have a second one. So I had to... <laughs> In the middle of a global pandemic, get one specially delivered from Apple Courier Mail at 10 a.m. I ordered it last night. Yeah, I ordered it last night, and they were like, it'll be delivered. And, like, I paid extra. Oh, my God. I paid extra. I mean, I paid $9. That's a lot of extra. Yeah. From, like, what's the normal price, though? It's $19, the thing itself. Uh, and then delivery is normally free. And honestly, it would have gotten here by Thursday, so actually we could have just postponed this for two days. We could have. But, but someone was feeling... I'm just really excited. Feeling expensive. I put that unemployment. This is, the last <laughs> week, this is the last week of extra unemployment. You have to splurge. I because mean, I was no, so actually, confused. No, actually, you have to save your money. Everyone, please open yeah. a savings account today. No, because I was confused. That brings us to our first sponsorship, Bank of America. Because <laughs> I was confused because... They made it like a whole thing about it last Friday, saying like the last week. I didn't know if they were talking about like the week ended last Friday when they were talking about it, or yeah. this the last week of July. Yeah, shockingly, another thing from our government that made no sense. No, it was that it I did. Mean, the weird thing is that it did end last week, but you're when you claimed this week, it's you were claiming, but, yeah, which is that's bananas. I just like didn't want to postpone. I was so excited, and I then I like. Did have a moment of like I'm really courier mailing something during a global pandemic, but it's weird because I mean they're already gonna do it, yeah, with or without your order. Just, the thing that's so confusing is that like we know what's right and wrong to be doing right now during this pandemic. It's mm-hmm. been established, but when the government is allowing things to happen, I like find myself like getting confused. Does that make sense? Like I find myself. 
like when I see people out at restaurants, even if it's when it's like outside dining, like social mm-hmm. distance dining, which like LMAO, none of those tables are six feet apart. No, they're not. I see that happening and I know it's not right and that it shouldn't be happening and that it's the government's fault for not like protecting us mm-hmm. and doing what they should be doing. But I just like, I like get like, I like forget. Like I literally sent um, future guest of the pod, Crystal, like our, like a pizza place that we like called Spunto and like the West Village is now doing like outside dining. I sent it to her. I was like, oh my God, we should go out to eat. Mm. And then I literally sent another message that was like, no the fuck we shouldn't. Yeah. That was stupid. Block me. Because I sent it as a DM on Instagram. But, um, because I've never texted anyone ever. I only communicate through DMs. But, yeah, it's just very confusing. <laughs> I was also reading an article the other day that was talking about how, like, oh, so we're getting so deep into something that isn't related. But it was talking about how, um, it's like performative, like, hygiene. Like, this idea that we're, like, I love performance art. What is <laughs> What is it called? Like, um, like hand sanitizer. What does hand sanitizer do? It like kills the germs. Like they're sanitizing. Sanitizing. <laughs> um, oh my god. Was that like, the word we were looking for? Sanitizing all like the subways and everything like isn't actually that helpful because it's an airborne virus. Yeah, and it like even if it does get on the surface, it doesn't live long. It needs yeah. a host. It's a virus. Which is like. So it's just like this other thing where it's like, why is any of this happening? Uh, you know what doesn't um, have coronavirus and doesn't need to be sanitized? The film we're discussing today. Oh my god. Miss Congeniality. What a transition. Uh, we love transition. Seamless. <laughs> uh, I really shoehorned that in. Seamless. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're starting this amazing podcast. Uh, millions of downloads already <laughs> even aired with the 2000 a lot of pre-orders with the, <laughs> with the 2000 cult classic Miss Congeniality Patrick I believe you is it cult classic? Um, according to its Wikipedia page oh oh excuse me well it me. didn't I have more to talk about later but it didn't get like great reviews when it first came out I think that's why it's now oh you went deep into research class. yeah I have some research that we'll talk about but I, I am just here to provide my opinion and commentary <laughs> Of course. And that's all I, hey, look at that's me, all look I've at been me. asked for. That was all that was expected of you. And you've done amazingly so far. I've done a great job. I took notes, you guys. Oh. Um, okay, so you picked this movie, right? Or did yes, I offer I did. it up? And you said... I Well, you were talking about this whole idea for this podcast. Yeah, and I wanted to do Jurassic and... Park because that was what like sparked uh-huh. the idea. But now it's been like months since I watched it. That's, it's been so long ago. It was... Um, Years ago. But yeah, it was I in the first year of quarantine. Mm. I now consider each month that we've been in quarantine a different year. Because, you know, somehow the days are so long, and yet I know when I wake up tomorrow, it will be December 1st. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but you were, like, talking about it. You were, like... I think you were just basically talking to me about, like, fleshing out the idea of it all. Um, yeah. And... When you finally came to your senses and asked me to be a guest, <laughs> which took a while. When I realized the pandemic wasn't ending ever. So you couldn't have people over, yeah. so you had to use me. And I wanted the first episode to not be over Zoom, because all the yeah. next ones I've scheduled are all Zoom That's... interviews. The viewership is lost. 
<laughs> but what's amazing about that is that I don't have to set up two mics. I just have to set up oh, one. Oh, God. But this is more fun. But, um, but then you asked me, like, um, what are some movies that I would think of that I like, that I enjoy, that I would like to share with you. And I truly don't even remember why I thought of this congeniality. Honestly, it might have been literally you just, like, listing movies. Yeah, I had, like, a And movie. then I was, like, you said Miss Congeniality. I was, like, oh, bitch. Yes, I absolutely. I had, like, a, mo- I had, like, a list of, like, five movies, I think, like, in a notes mm-hmm. app for a while. I now have a very long list, but I was just working with, like, these five, like, very famous movies. Like, this, Star Wars, and, like, a few others, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, you said that, and I was, like, oh, absolutely, that's mine. I love that movie. It can do no wrong, except... After just watching it the other night, I have thoughts. <laughs> I do too. Oh my god. Okay, so what was do you like remember what like your first like interaction with this movie was? I I can't remember my exact age, but I was definitely somewhere in like middle school, maybe starting high school. Sure. Um I feel like that's the time where like most young gay men like start discovering like these really like culty very maybe not niche but just like really specific comedies Mm -hmm. that are like i think in some ways accidentally like dripping with like gayness like like mean girls is absolutely made by a cis straight white woman starring (laughs) cis straight white woman and yet it is for gay men (laughs) it is specifically tailored for gay men I feel like middle school is, like, when gay men start, like, discovering that. Mm-hmm. Like, those films. Like, Clueless and, like, Well, the here's the thing. I think middle school, high school is when I first saw it all the way through. I think I was exposed to it in, like, various scenes before then. Sure. But I think, like, my first time watching it full through was middle school, high school. Um, and obviously, at that young age, there were so many things about it that I didn't understand. Like, so many, like, I, I don't want to say jokes, Abs, yeah. but, like, so many, like, uh, just, like, themes about it that I didn't sure. understand. Yeah. And, like, uh, obviously there were some jokes that I was like, what does that mean? And I was not allowed the answer. <laughs> um, but... Oh my gosh, yes. The first time, this reminds, that reminds me of the first time I ever started watching Mean Girls with my family. Mm-hmm. I was very young, and it, like, just come out on DVD. Remember those? Um, and... <laughs> It got to the scene where Coach Carr, is that his name? Yeah. He's like, now everyone take a rubber. And I mm. literally remember my mom and dad stopping it. Mm. And like being, being like, like... Time for bed. And being like, no. And then we put in Shark Boy and Lava Girl. So anyways. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, no. Miss Congeniality all the way. Love it. Uh, I literally... Uh, can I confess something to the audience? <laughs> Absolutely. I still okay. Going to church vibes. <laughs> I I still I I I've always had an idea of what Miss Congeniality, just like the actual title meant. Oh, like just in general. Yeah, but I still had to look it up last night. I don't know what it means. That's Being actually like oh, what I didn't look up. Amazing. amazing. All I know is that Katya won it one season for Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Right. I can name a couple different Miss Congenialities: Katya, Ben de Creme. You know what? That actually was the end of the list. <laughs> when I said a couple, I, I can meant name. Two. I can name thousands. <laughs> um, 
I just think of Miss Congeniality as like Miss Congeniality as like the person who like ultimately like just embodies like whatever the mission of the competition, the mission statement of the competition, and like is the most likable and like is generally like the most enthusiastic. It truly just means like who was the friendliest and who was like the most like um like we're all in this together. Um like very high school (laughs) Is that like the direct definition? Um, something to that effect of, like, it was just, it was just, like, the most likable person, even if they, maybe they didn't, they, it, it's also someone who didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Webster's Dictionary, you are going to have to redo the definition for congeniality. Well, no, I don't actually know if there's anyone out there in the pageant circuit. Hi, hello, how are you? But, like... Can it Miss Congeniality also be, like, the actual crowned winner? Like, I truly I don't no. know. I feel like no. It, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say for a fact, no. Because, like, you know, the people who actually win are, like, the, like, the most, like, hungry for it. And so, like, they might yeah. be, like, a little off to the side, a little less friendly. Yeah. I don't speak from personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. But, gosh. like, I think we all know those people. Yeah. Um, like, growing up, did you consider yourself, like, a TV person or a movie person? Like, if you had... Like, I mean, like, were you watching, pick like... either? <laughs> we're both all the way. Oh, my God. Are you... I'm very versatile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like... I was also that kid that would not, like, no... Even though I was getting up there in age, I was not stopping watching Disney Channel. <laughs> And, like, kids' TV shows. Oh, absolutely. I watched it for way too long. So, absolutely. And so... But, like, I also loved movies. And it was always... It was always a fun little trip. Um, like, actually going to the movies? Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And then, you know, begging my parents for popcorn. Them ultimately saying no. Saying then, no? Saying no. Oh, see, for me, oh, going mama. to the... Well, like, I stopped going to the movies for, like... I was thinking about this earlier. I literally didn't go to the movies for probably, like, a solid, like, five-year time span because i'm not a movie sort of child but no like i went for like i would say like from fifth grade to like from fifth or fourth grade to like eighth grade that's not five years (laughs) whatever i didn't take math three (laughs) (laughs) that's so close to five though so actually it's like basically five um yeah so i just like but whenever i went like popcorn and an icy like you can't. You got two things. <laughs> oh, and you got popcorn and a drink. Bitch. And you, those. You my, brought water from home. My, bottled water. My sister would get the like frozen little ice cream things. What are those called? Like dibs. I was about to say nubs. Oh my god, dibs. Dibs were everything. Dibs and Dippin' Dots have no right being as good as they are because they're actually quite stupid and hard to eat. Oh yeah, the most recent time I had Dippin' Dots, I was like, why did I buy this? I'm obsessed with Dippin' Dots. I like the way they hurt a little bit. No. <laughs> they give you, like, freezer burn. No. The minute they start melting is when I'm like, what? I might as well have just milked the cow myself. I like, did not. What is this? I did not order soup. Um, <laughs> okay, so so you're bisexual when it comes to media. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so <laughs> let's get to it. I have no <laughs> transition for this. <laughs> Other, I just have to admit that I asked... The questions out of order. I have them written down in order, and then I accidentally asked you your um, relationship with this movie, and then whether you were a TV or movie person. I meant to do oh. it the other way. 
Oh my god. So, and sometimes people just make mistakes. It's the first episode. Okay. Please so, never do that. Miss Congeniality. Let's just go through a few facts about this film. Amazing. Uh, it was released in 2000. Hmm. It stars Sandra Bullock, Michael Caine, Benjamin Bratt, who is so which one? He plays, like, the FBI agent that she ends up with. Oh, and more. It stars so many people. Um, directed by Donald Pet- Petrie? P-E-T-R-I-E? Petrie? Petrie? It's directed by Donald Duck, um, who also directed How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and Just My Luck. Oh, that's... With sorry. No, I was thinking of a different movie. <laughs> 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> Which is a... Banger. Uh, I think he, so he's like a rom-com type of guy. Um, it's produced by Sandra Bullock. Amazing. Yeah, written by Mark Lawrence, Katie Ford, and Karen Lucas. Um, Sandra Bullock was nominated for a Golden Globe for this performance. Not truly. And there was, they were nominated for another award too. I think it was for one of the songs. Um, yeah, it was for a song called, like, One in a Million or something. Not the Hannah Montana song. Oh, like, the song that they, like, danced to at yeah. the pageant? Yeah. Also, like, we'll get to oh, this maybe. later, maybe, but, like, Sandra Bullock is a good dancer. Oh, we, that's in my notes. Okay. <laughs> that's um, what I need to point out. <laughs> it earned, um, $212 million at the box office on a, like, I didn't write it down, but I think the budget was like $45 million or something, so it did very well. Okay. But on Rotten Tomatoes, it only... I have so many bones to pick with Rotten Tomatoes, but rot, on Rotten mm. Tomatoes, it only has a 42% rating. And for those of us who don't know, remind me, you want those Rotten Tomatoes? You Rotten Tomatoes, you like want it... 100% is like the best. Okay, but I don't, it's okay, Rotten? Literally, the way the Rotten Tomatoes website is designed... From the name to the actual layout to, like, how they process reviews and everything is dumb. I will say, like, because Rotten Tomatoes also has, like, a section where it's, like, critic reviews and, like, fan reviews. And the fan reviews, like, all piled together and, like, whatever dumb math Rotten Tomatoes uses. Like, it received, like, an A-. minus. My last fact about this film, which I hate. I hate it so much. I hate it was, I hate that it was on the Wikipedia page, is, um... Ellen DeGeneres claims that the writer for the film was inspired when watching her training to walk in high heels in a dress and a dress in preparation for the Oscars, which I just shut up. I don't like Ellen. Another bold statement. <laughs> I I truly like. I, saw... <laughs> I start this episode with. All the problematic stances I have on life. Rotten Tomatoes can suck a dick. Ellen sucks. She's mean. And I tru- <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else. I mean, like, I truly, I, I don't really read what's going on with that. So I don't have an opinion to form. So, Ellen, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm undecided. Portia Del Rossi is another sponsor of the show. <laughs> I'm undecided. I don't um, know you like that. Uh, okay. So, those are our facts that we have okay so before we get into what it, right now i'm calling the red carpet questions which i don't love for the name of the segment i'm gonna try to think of something else so dear listeners if you have any recommendations for me please send them my way preferably um in the form of an instagram dm i don't know um, are you making an instagram for this podcast absolutely not i hate oh. when people do that okay 
Shout out to anyone who's ever done that. Love your work. <laughs> God, we're being very bold today here in our your bedroom. Here in my pied-a-terre. On this pull-out table. I'm here to say that I proudly don't know what a pied-a-terre is. Anyway, um, I just love to say it. Because I love the sound of Because I love the sound of my voice. <laughs> if you can name where that's from. If you can name where that's from. You I win will, the contest. I will send you $500. <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's just get into overall thoughts on the movie, um, before, but let me get my notes, because I actually wrote some down. I wrote some down. If you guys can believe this, I took out a pen and paper, Ugh. and actually, like, wrote down my so vintage. <laughs> I, like, kind of got my pilgrim one. Oh my god. <laughs> I got out my- I did it by candlelight. I took out my ostrich feather quill. Yeah, also, ostriches aren't in America, right? Not unless they're in the zoo. So the pilgrims absolutely did not have them. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, what are your overall thoughts? Were it like... Um, well, like it was earlier stated, I first watched this movie and I was like much younger than I am now. Yeah. And so... You think you were like too young? But yeah, you kind of said that. I mean, I don't think I was too young. I was young enough to not fully understand what was happening, yeah. um, but still young enough to just be in awe of like, oh my god, so cute, yeah, I feel like and just be fully entertained the entire time. I feel like even as a young child, you can like watch this movie and be like, this is amazing acting. Like yeah. everyone is turning in a one hundred performance which mm-hmm. is like what i took issue with on the wikipedia page like one of the reviews they listed it got bad it got mostly bad reviews okay from mostly men um shocking wow and one of them one of the critics literally was like it's a bad script and i was like okay yes also most movies are most movies I are bad think, scripts i don't think i agree with that i i think i don't think it was an amazing script i think it was very okay. <laughs> I think the script is really good for the first 30 minutes, really bad for the second 30 minutes, and then really good again. But my biggest issue with, like, that review focusing on the script is I'm just, like, it's a, still a good movie just mm-hmm. because, like, no one's turning in a weak performance. Mm-hmm. So to focus on the script of it all, I'm just, like, uh, it's that's just, a, like, you're... you're tr- a cop-out for... You're, trying to give it a bad review you're trying to dislike it and especially you as a man i did not look up to see like what like his ethnicity is we just have to assume he was a white man we just have to it was the 2000s yeah it was the 2000s we have to assume that the only people reviewing movies were straight white men who went to harvard um and it just like so many of the reviews quoted are from men and it's just like of course you find this movie unrelatable because it's about women who are fully fledged characters and then the only two male characters one of them's a gay old man who is delightful delightful and then whatever the guy benjamin brad or whatever who's literally like playing the like female equivalent of just like the hot love interest Mm -hmm. he's given no character development which i loved (laughs) like (laughs) do they deserve that I do question for the readers. Do men deserve, deserve character development? development. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know the answer. I think um, not. 
No, but um, but now viewing it as a somewhat mature adult, <laughs> I um, am very, like, overly aware of, like, just so, how, like, problematic some things about it are. Okay, I have a... Talk a little bit more about that, because I have an opinion about this, too, but I feel like it's different from yours. Just because, like... Like... Literally, the, the problem I had about it was all the men. Oh, yeah. Sure. All the men being, like... Toxic, toxic, like toxic. Gross perverts. Grossly toxic. Like, it was truly, like... I was so disappointed in this film, watching it now, being like, that's awful. And then... um, I mean, I don't know if we're getting into it already. <laughs> but um, the moment where um, Cheryl, it was like, I was attacked... Oh my god, yeah. Wait, I didn't... When she says, I was attacked, and then she was like, but that probably happens all the time. Sandra's line is like, no, it doesn't. I'm like, it absolutely does. <laughs> I'm like, you need to go back, rewrite that script, and be like, it does. So let me show you some moves. Yeah. Like, that's what that should have been. And I was, I, it was literally just a single line in a small five second clip of it, and I was so mad about it. I was yeah. like, no, like, that absolutely does happen all the time. And like, you should have probably yeah um and then just like the way her um sandra character sandra, sandra's character gracie the way her co-workers treat her is just disgusting but what sucks about that though like is that i think that might be one of the more realistic aspects of absolutely the movie. which is why it's so like i'm having such is- a reaction to it because i'm like oh this is absolutely real i don't work in an office space yeah. whatsoever nor will i especially ever especially in like the late 90s early 2000s exactly but like it truly like it definitely stills going on and I'm yeah like, i'm so uncomfortable yeah it was It's, the fact that it's realistic is, like, nice just in the fact that it is, like, representing the way these workspaces are, mm-hmm. which, or were, are, no, let's say are, which is unfortunate and awful, but, like, is ultimately, at the end of the day, like, a hard truth that we have to, like, work on and fix. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, um, my thing, my opinion about a lot of the, like, problematic parts of the film that I didn't love is that it felt like a lot of them were set up as jokes that I didn't realize until like the second half of the film because a lot of them get kind of like corrected. Do you have an example? Yes, like the scene, like I really got upset, not upset, but I was like, did we need that? Which is like a thing we have later on mm-hmm. in one of the questions. And I like wrote that down, like as my, did we need that moment? But it's the scene where they go to have lunch with, um, I don't know what the character's name, but I know the Michael Kane is that his name? I don't know the, the British guy. I, <laughs> um, it's the guy that helps Nigel. Her get, Nigel, yes, 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 yes. That helps her get ready. They go to have lunch with is him. Is it? I think it's no. Vic. It's Victor. <laughs> I just accepted a British old man's name as Nigel. Nigel's from the nanny. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Nigel's the butler from the nanny. And absolutely, who's also absolutely not British. Really? 
That's not what this um, podcast Actually, is about. no, I feel like I know that and was also shocked when yeah. I found that out. Um, but yeah, when they go to have lunch with Victor, and he, like, kind of hits someone or makes, like, a suggestive... Not an inappropriate comment, but kind of like a coming on comment mm-hmm. at um, Benjamin Bratt's character. Yeah. Benjamin Bratt is Benjamin Bratt is immediately like, oh no, I have to go. Oh, go. It's like weird and creepy. It was like a little like homophobic, and I was like, please. It's like this is so early nineties, like I mean late nineties, early two thousands, like gay, like the treatment Don't of like, touch gay them. characters in films, like they can be there, but they're like creepy and. Predatory. Predatory. But then later in the film, when Victor is trying to get into the competition after they've left, yeah. and the woman's like, you can't go Gentlemen, in, sir. you can't and she's, go in. And, he's, and then she's like, oh, Victor. And then mm. she's like, who's this? And he's like, don't worry, lovely small boyfriend. Yeah. That's the moment where I was really like, oh, this is such smart writing. Yeah. Which is where I take issue with like the bad script comment, because I was like, oh, because there's another thing. I wrote it down where... When she starts beating him up on stage, um, I was I wrote down were a lot of the anti-feminist moments, like set up for when she beats up Matthews on stage as like her talent, mm-hmm. like showing that like a woman can be. I'm not saying it excuses like a lot of the anti-feminist bits, but there was yeah. one specific moment that I can't remember that happens to her earlier in the film. Where I'm like, is her... Were there, like, like in the gym doing it, perhaps? No, maybe, yes. And, like, they're beating up on each other. Yeah, and, and he, like, like wins. Or... And he wins, yeah. but then she kicks him off. Yeah. Which, also, Amazon, I don't know if you saw, like, gave, like, a fun fact. I think she, like, broke his leg or something when she did that. Oh, I did not see that fun fact. I think she, like... Because they did their own stunts for most of the film, which I love. Amazing. Um, thank you, Amazon, for that fun fact. Uh, our third sponsor for this episode. <laughs> My sponsors are Porsche Del Rossi, Bank of America, and Amazon. But yeah, I just felt like there were a lot of these moments written in to be problematic that ultimately end up getting resolved in this really funny way. Mm-hmm. Which for me is like, again, brings it back to like these male critics who like coming out of the 90s and 80s have seen movies like, you know, like Die Hard and like the super gay airplane one with Tom Cruise and all of them. What's that movie? called oh Oh, top gun top gun (laughs) you said gay i get it (laughs) gay it's all these like and those movies that like dominated and like like the 80s and 90s and we're getting Uh this really like niche eh, niche i don't know like film that's kind of like a little bit smarter than those scripts i guess okay like, just, especially from, like, a comedy perspective, like, they're really in it for, like, the long haul with some of these jokes. Mm. And I just, I don't know, I really liked it. I, like, genuinely thought the movie was so funny. Like, Mm -hmm. for, like, the first 30 minutes, I was like, is this really a film that, like, has become a cult classic that, like, everyone's always been, like, and I've said, oh, I've never seen this congeniality. Everyone's always been like, what? But, like, Mm. by the end, I was like, oh, I get it. It is, I, I still love the movie through and through, but, like, the, uh, the thing I hated the most, it, it felt like she only would get the respect that she deserves as a FBI agent when she decided to look like a woman and, like, beautify herself. 
Uh, sure. I didn't like, think it, about that, but yeah. It I felt guess. like the entire thing was like, oh, she didn't, like, none of her coworkers thought much of her. They didn't respect her. Um, they, um, they, like, looked down on her because she was a woman. Yeah. But then when she got a makeover, I, they didn't immediately give her respect, but it made them look at her in a different way and then yeah. change their minds and be like, oh, wait, maybe she knows what she's talking about. Maybe we should listen. And that, to me, was just, like, that's not the message you want to send. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe in that time period, but, like, that that's not really a healthy message to be sending. No. Being like, it's like, kind of like, as soon as you look pretty, people will like you. It's, like, the grease of it all. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, she doesn't, she didn't need to change. Like, you just need to get over yourself and realize that she was a very, already strong, capable woman. I'm gonna be honest. And very intelligent. I feel like it's bad that I didn't even think about that before. And I think because Benjamin Bratt is giving such a good performance that, and they have such good chemistry together, mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock and Benjamin Bratt, that like, I kind of believed he was into her like from the beginning. But now that I'm thinking about that, like I don't think that's in the writing. I don't think it's in the script. No, I think it's in it's, their performance. It's truly, I don't even think he was, he, in my mind, it truly, like he didn't like her. Until that moment she walked out and was in a dress sure. and had her makeover. Yeah. He didn't like her until then, which is awful. Yeah. Which also, like, is a commentary on the fact that, like, this, like, these, like, just, like, the way we perceive beauty, like, it's all fabricated. Mm-hmm. But, like, I love that makeover scene. <laughs> I will say, on the makeover, like, <laughs> this is really bad. When I was, when the movie first started, I was looking at Sandra Bullock's teeth and just being, like, Oh, Sandy's had work done on her teeth since then. And then really? I realized, I think they're fake. The beginning her, like, of the, the film. the bad teeth? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, when she, or, like, I think they were, I'm gonna feel like such shit if none of this is true. <laughs> but, like, her, like, teeth for, like, the first few scenes, like, I just kept noticing them, which is not what you want from teeth. No. Like, <laughs> and then when she like walked, I, I, I have to say I can't say I ever looked at her fucking. Teeth. And then when she like after the makeover part, it's like her teeth like look not small. I don't even know. They just look different. I don't know if that's. Are you sure it's not just they just don't look whiter? I think maybe that's that was it. what that was like the purpose of the whole teeth. Like yeah, got to because he says like we got to remove those beer stains from your teeth. Yeah, maybe they were just like made to look dirty in the beginning i really part of me was like oh sandy said work done and then it's different after the makeover and i was like oh no that was just part of the shtick mm-hmm. did sandra bullock i'm literally looking it up did sandra bullock have false teeth fake teeth in this i don't know how to spell congeniality like i said earlier spelling congeniality is such like a hassle Oh, shockingly, um, there are no Google results for it, so... <laughs> Zero Google results. Um, okay, so, whatever. Anyway, Sandra, if you're listening... Sandra, if you're listening, please DM me and let me know if you're wearing fake teeth. Um, I'm trying to look at my we'll notes. We'll reveal the answer in the next episode. Um, do you have any other general notes before we get into the red carpet? I have a few, most just mostly just thoughts. I mean, I think everything else I have to say will be discovered in the Okay, I'm going to go through a few things that I don't think will be discovered um, in the questions. First of all, I think any movie made before the invention of smartphones was made in the golden age of movies. 
Okay. The smartphones just make everything so easy. A movie where people actually have to find each other to, like, deliver news is uh, thrilling. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. There's a car passing. I... <laughs> like, that's so funny. Any movie before the... Before iPhones, I'm just like... And smartphones in general, I'm just like, oh, this is what movies are supposed to... Be. Whose car is burning outside? A motorcycle. And then there's also a horn. Okay. I'm sorry, does that does it not sound like a motorcycle? Do you not know what that sounds like? No. I'm from the South. If a cow moves, I can tell you it's a cow. <laughs> okay. So can anyone. Um, I also said, just a few other things. Um, oh, I said pigtails and boxing equals male director. <laughs> when oh she's boxing God. with the pigtails, I was like, this is so unrealistic. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I also said, um, movies used to look better. I don't like HD cameras. I like it that you can tell it's, like, filmed with film. I, I think I have to agree, yeah. Um, I was like, it truly just, like, with HD camera, it looks like you just put a f- Instagram filter on the whole thing. Yeah. And you're like, mm-hmm, I don't like it. I like, I, I like, like film, film, I think. I mean, I don't actually know that for a fact that this movie was filmed on film. I think we have to I think assume. we, I think we yeah. can safely assume. Um, educated guest. My last note I have before we get into the red carpet is... Before we get into it. Are people... Is something wrong? <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear this, but there are cars yelling at each other outside. My last note was um, major Glinda Alphaba vibes in the hot chocolate scene. When she comes oh in with and, they, like, and she jumps on the bed so like beautifully. <laughs> and then Sandra Bullock is like... Really? <laughs> Sandra... Oh. <laughs> Listeners, get your computer out and watch that oh specific God. clip. Also, before we get into the red carpet, I just have to say all the like female contestants that we like get to know throughout the film are great. I like, thought they were all funny, all Absolutely. wonderful. I mean, like maybe they weren't like fully. They're not fully fledged characters now. No, but they still. I would have loved to see more. They truly were amazing. And again, I think it's a performance thing. I think it's that they were all just giving really good performances. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Um, we're going to take a quick little break, and then we will be back for the red carpet. Enjoy the... some commercials from our sponsor. <laughs> Enjoy a commercial <laughs> from Portia Del Rossi. Um, we'll see you in a few. Okay, welcome Back. I hope you loved those ads from our sponsors, Portia Del Rossi, Bank of America, and Amazon. <laughs> Together, they're known as the Unholy Trinity. Gag. Um, <laughs> okay, so now we're going to start the red carpet. The red carpet is my current segment, where I just have a few that'll probably, like, the name will probably change, where I just have a few um, questions that I think, like, a like, red carpet interviewer would ask. <laughs> Absolutely, actually, that's absolutely not what the segment is. I just have no other name for it. Okay, these are just funny questions. I don't know. <laughs> Interviewee uh, I don't ask these questions. Okay, I don't know what to call the segment. Please. I mean, they might ask the first question. Please, I'm that's begging you, send in your suggestions for this name. We need what did you. You, you called us something else originally. Did I? I think so. Or was it you just had a list of questions? And I don't save like, my drafts. These are the questions. Um, <laughs> Delete it draft. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just had a list of questions. I don't think it ever had a name. 
because I couldn't think of one. And then I said, the red carpet, which is not, not good. No. And sometimes you just have to, <laughs> sometimes in life you just have to settle. Sometimes you make mistakes. <laughs> Everybody makes mistakes. So just kidding. Don't have the rights. Okay. So, um, we're going to start with our first question, which is review the movie in five words. Now let me explain. This can either be five words, like a five word sentence, or that's actually what I prefer it to be. Or <laughs> <laughs> But I started the trend of just picking literal five words. Going against the grain, a representative of the political left movement. Um, he just describes the movie in five different adjectives or five like little tiny like, remarks, which I accept. Just But I did a sentence. <gasps> only because like someone called the times because I was like listen I already came up with a sentence and I was like you know what you're not gonna get a better five different words okay um so <laughs> you go first or do you want me to go first I mean um, I mean honestly it'll probably be the same thing <laughs> okay fine you go first okay so my five word review is Sandra Bullock is fucking stunning <laughs> <laughs> true. True, 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 life. Also, my other thing with Sandra Bullock in this film is that, like, don't you hate it when a movie <laughs> tries to make a pretty girl look ugly? Like, they, like, make her hair look less shiny and, like, or make it curly, Princess Diary vibes, or, like, I just hate it. Really? It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, it's not, not realistic? Not, um, yeah, like, it's just not... Like, you look at Sandra Bullock at the beginning of the film, and you're still like, this is not an unattractive woman. I mean... <laughs> also, beauty's a concept, but... I mean... I think the only reason it's, like, passable for me is because I know what she looks like. Sure. On a normal Tuesday. Yeah. Oh my god, it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> On a normal when Tuesday. Sandy so and like, I, when Sandy and I... Oh, she clearly, like, this This woman just got out of bed. She's late for work. She's not wearing her cleanest shirt. So that's why I was like, no, like, I get, I get why she's... This version of her is yeah. ugly. I agree, though. She's stunning. She's absolutely beautiful. And then, uh... She's also... I can't get enough of that makeover scene. And the moment she walks out, and I'm like... The, the thing that's unbelievable for me is her tripping in those heels. Oh, yeah. I like... I literally was like, that's so for. <laughs> I like it later in the film when she refers to the people that, like, made, like did the makeover as, like, FBI, like, clinical manicurist. I like, was, federal yeah. level uh, beauty specialist. So funny. Okay. Which, I mean, like, isn't completely not true because you have to have people specialize in that field to, like, put you undercover with, like prosthetics and stuff yeah so it's not a completely inaccurate but like it definitely wouldn't be to that big of a level of like oh it's a team also they're in like candy striper outfits it's a whole thing <laughs> i love it full fantasy um okay my five word review <laughs> is men are the virus exclamation point <laughs> you know what that stands and no explanation it's very evident i have nothing else to say okay next question <laughs> Who deserved better? This is about which character do you feel like their story was an elaborate... El- 
elaborated, elaborated on enough or they like weren't given like the plot they deserved or they weren't given the ending they deserve, just in general, like, who do you think deserved better? I guess, suppose you could also say which actor deserved better, but I'm, I prefer to keep it to character. Um, I think I took it, just specifically for this film, in a third direction. Oh, <laughs> Of, like, <laughs> just going back <laughs> on the point of, like, all the women, when they were, like, never eat soggy waffles is shook. There's a, another direction. What? Never eat soggy waffles. North, east, south, west. Oh. Wow. Um, just in the sense of, like, <laughs> in the in the scene where they're, like, on the computer, literally checking out women. Oh, yeah. I literally was like, oh, they deserve better. Like, I took it, <laughs> I took it in the fact of, like, um, just, like, all... Female FBI all agents. Of, yeah, all of them deserved better <laughs> than that fucking work environment. Oh. I took it in that direction. Oh, my gosh. Um... So, like, that, and then, and then also continuing that sense, like, Sandra Bullock's character, Gracie, she deserved better. She deserved better. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, from, she, like, like so much shit she got from her coworkers. Literally, in the scene where her and, um, the love interest, what's his name? I just need Matthews. Matthews. In the, in the scene where her and Matthews are fighting like in the gym yeah he literally slaps her ass twice oh that's like she's at like she's kicking the thing yeah and she was and he literally says like well if you put a little more attitude in that and like slaps her ass and she does nothing about it she deserves better and then literally after the fight in like the whole like like good job like slap of the ass like he did that again and i was like don't fucking touch her like, absolutely not. She deserves better. Um, but then, in the more traditional sense of why we use this question, um, Miss New York. Oh! That was one of the when moments. she is in the top ten, congratulations, but then she doesn't make top ten, top five, and so she storms, as she's walking off, storms to the front of the stage, and she's like, for all you lesbians out there, like, I love you. <laughs> like, absolutely pop off. That was one of the mo- moments where I howled oh, with laughter. Absolutely. Because uh, it's just so funny. And, like... And then the camera woman going, like, what's wrong with the word lesbian? Oh, my God. It's <laughs> all so good. Literally, she des- she deserves the spinoff. She deserves the spinoff. We'll talk about that later. Um, Who do I think deserves you? better? I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think about this question. I didn't think about most of them <laughs> a lot. Um, you... I'm going to have to say all of the women competing in the pageant. Because pageants can, I mean, like, they're problematic. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down, when it comes down to the, like, scholarships of it all and the getting to try and make a difference, whether it's effective or not, is wildly up for debate. That I'm too dumb to try and talk about. Mm -hmm. But they just deserved better than the woman running it. I don't even remember her name. But, like, the villain. The bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, this woman who, like, is only running it because she didn't win and is, like, a bitter, jealous... Well, I mean, like, like, she she won. 
like the because she, was, she, she like was first runner up, and then the the actual winner couldn't like fulfill her duties. I think it's took heavily over. suggested that she like got the woman. Oh no, it's basically they just like, like they deserve better than that. Like I pageants are such a complicated thing that I don't have the like knowledge enough to like talk about their like place in the society. They're mm-hmm. problematic in some aspects. They provide I mean, I've seen toddlers and tiaras. Yeah, but they also like they do provide these scholarships and things for these women who do also like at the end of the film when they're like listing all of their majors and they're like this one's a neurosurgeon and this and that literally, and I'm like these women Cheryl. literally deserve better. They are smart and brilliant. I mean sure we're like we're only getting it in like these words about their like lives outside of the film. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, they deserve better than this woman who is literally just jealous of them and like mad at a like studio for firing her. Like it sucks. Like, it is garbage. But like I'm sorry, sweetie, but you're you're I don't want to say aging. Like you're getting older and like you you need to retire. It's also just like part of the. Not even that for me. It's just, like, part of the, like, TV show Hollywood of it all. Like, mm. when ratings start going down, the first, like, Thing to go instinct is, like, is to, like... Get a new house. Yeah, revamp something. Like, I just... I think all the women in the uh, competition deserved better. I don't know if you watch Dancing with the Stars. But they, like... I they... saw Tyra. What? Tyra's the new host. Tyra Banks? Yes. Oh. I'm talking about, like... Like, in, like, it's, like, earlier conception where, like, it had these, the, the man and the woman host. But then Tom the, and... I don't remember her, I don't remember her name, but, like, and then they replaced the woman host with a younger woman. Did they? And I was like, oh, I hate that new woman. Uh, she was awful. Who was the original female host? Sorry. Anyway. Hope she's doing well. Um, <laughs> okay. Next. Did we need that? Did we need that is just the moment in the film where you say, was this necessary? Like, in the script, like, did we really need this moment? Does this serve the story? Like, does this help tell the story better? Like, I feel like we could have done without it. Hmm. What is your moment? Um, I only thought of this because I don't know if I've truly, I guess I haven't. I guess I've never truly seen the, like, absolute beginning to end. Because when the movie started, I was like, what is this scene of this young Gracie on the playground beating up a guy? I truly was like, I I literally, in any time I've ever watched the movie, probably because I've watched it on the TV, so it's been, like, cut down to, like, serve a time frame. Oh, yeah, and that scene absolutely has to be the first to go. And so I guess I've never, ever seen that scene. And because... And, like, so that. I didn't really need... I don't think we need the opening scene of, like, her as a tough tomboy beating up another kid on the playground. That was my answer, too. I, like, the scene... It felt... It's not related to the film in any way. And it makes it look like she already has FBI training while she was a child. Also, like, I don't... Maybe I'm just dumb. I don't know what commentary is trying to be made. I also just assume there's commentary and everything. That the boy she saves is then like, no, you made me look weak. I guess it's like a comment on like okay, how strong women are like. Or somehow taking away from or so, Yeah, somehow taking men. away from like the strength of men. Like, I don't know what the comment is, but I was like, I don't. Which is false. 
because that's also not the theme of the film that mm-hmm. she's somehow taking away from it, it did feel very random i also did write down when that scene came in i said bullying in the 80s and 90s looked fun and romantic <laughs> because like bullying again before smartphones bullying looked amazing you're just wearing like um what are those things overalls and like a striped <laughs> shirt and you're just like hey billy you suck Instead of, like, it took balls to bully in the 80s. Because now you can just go on Twitter and have, like, a freaking, like, Spongebob, like, avatar and say, like, whatever you want. No. Oh my God. I do not support bullying. I need to <laughs> Let the record state that I, I don't support bullying. Okay. Um, our next little piece. Wait, yeah. I said that was also my scene. Yeah. Because, like, like, I... I Literally, it's not, it doesn't. Like, I've never seen it before, and I've still always have loved the movie. I've never seen that scene before. Oh, I'm sure when they're trying so to, like... clearly sh- it's not needed. I'm sure when, like, TV land is trying to, like, shave down, mm-hmm. like, time, because it has to fit into a, it's like... It's, like, the first five minutes. Yeah, it has to fit into, like... They gotta fit in the commercials. Yeah, it either has... It probably has to be, like, an hour and a half broadcast, because then they mm-hmm. have to have, like, 30 minutes of commercials. Absolutely. So that scene has to be the first to go. Yeah. Um. Also, it shouldn't even be in the... <laughs> but then, like... So clearly, like, that that scene's the first to go, but yeah. I've seen literally every other scene, so nothing else, nothing else seemed absolutely unnecessary. Yeah. And I think every scene somewhat, like, fueled the plot and, like, was like, oh, we're showing this so later something makes sense. So nothing was absolutely necessary, not necessary. I'm sure, like, when they broadcast it, they probably just cut, like, little moments that, like, some of the side characters have, like, their reactions to things. Mm-hmm. Like, my money's on Gracie. Like, I'm yeah. sure they just cut like that. Okay, so our next question is one of my favorite, actually. <laughs> um, it's the I didn't know they were in this slash wait, who is that award? This goes to the actor that you know them, you love them, you have no idea what their name is, and you don't know what they've been in. I'm going to use Missy Pyle as the best example. <laughs> if you were to Google Missy Pyle right now, dear reader, um, you... <laughs> no, it's reader. You would know her face immediately. You would know you've seen her in something. You would have no idea. You would then have to go to her filmography <laughs> section on Wikipedia, read through it, and figure out what you know her from, but you know you know her. And that's what this award is for. This award goes out to the Missy Piles of the world, who are constantly booked and blessed. Never a day without a job. Always working, and always turning in solid performances. And uh, 100% hilarious. Yeah, and iconic in a, iconic in a different way. Yeah. all the day. Okay, who was your winner? Um, uh, I have to confess, I don't have a winner. Because... <gasps> Interesting. Because I was exposed to this movie <laughs> at a young age. Oh, I feel like sure. this was my introductory film to any of those actors. Yeah. Like, I honestly, I think this is my first Sandra Bullock movie. I think, I'm pretty sure her name's Candace Burhart. Like, yeah. the villain. I think that's my first time I was exposed to her. Candace Bergen, yeah. Candace Bergen, excuse me. So sorry, Candace. Um, and then the, the male host of the award. William Shatner, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, like, those were my first, ex- like, m- like. He's so, I mean, that's, also- those are my roles, like, the first roles I think yeah. of when I think of them. So, I truly, like, I don't have any, like, 
nowadays when I see them in something else, I was like, oh, they were in Miss Congeniality. Like, sure, that, this sure, is the first sure. movie that I tie them to, so I don't really have anyone for this. I'm so sorry. Wow. Okay. So people, sorry to disappoint. People are unsubscribing in droves. <laughs> they are running away. Um, they are calling Portia Del Rossi and I've asking for their the money back. Um, my winner of the I didn't know they were in this slash wait who is that award is Ernie Hudson, who plays the FBI director. Because I knew I knew him from something and I couldn't okay. place it and I couldn't place it. And then after I watched it, I went to his Wikipedia page and he plays Frankie's boyfriend in Grace and Frankie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's the winner of that award. I didn't recognize Absolutely. him from anything else. He plays McDonald, who's the FBI yes, director. Yes, 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 yes. He's, um, what else has he been in? He was in The Crow, HBO's Oz. I think he was in, he was in the remake of, um, Ghostbusters. Okay. So, yeah, he's been in everything. Also, he's 74 now, which, like, even on Grace and Frankie, he doesn't look that old. So, like, shout out to him. I also wrote... Um, that Ernie Hudson has always been that age. He looks the... <laughs> what a- it's scientifically proven. He's always been that. Exactly. Whatever age he is in in this movie, he's been that age since the day he was born. He came out full-sized. <laughs> like, he doesn't look any different in Grace oh and Frankie, God. which is a full... Like, what did Grace and Frankie premiere? Like, five years... Like, a whole 15 years later. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't look any different. Um <laughs> Okay, our next question is the genre. See, now this question exists because... What happened to the music? Oh, I cut it. You did? I don't think I meant to. I cut it last night in a moment. Because you went too straight. I didn't know they were in there. I was like, but wait, what about the question? Okay, readers, readers, readers. We are having... We're having technical difficulty. (laughs) Not even. This is what happens sometimes in art. Sometimes art is common. Art, much like science, is constantly changing. And we are actually adding in a segment that I deleted last night in a Why? Moment. I don't... I love this moment. I think it's because I thought there were too many. Or I didn't like it. I don't know. Okay, I'm bringing it back. For at least this episode. I'll bring it back. I have no... Okay. <laughs> so... I mean, you sent it to me last night, and then you and delete I deleted it, it when I... Like, because I wrote down, like, an episode template last night. Sure. So I could just copy and paste for each episode and, like, write down all the facts and everything. And I, like, cut it for some reason. But, like, I don't remember. Oh, my God. You guys, like... Uh, there's no business like show business. There's no business I know. All right, Judy. <laughs> um, okay, so the me moment. Actually, wait. No, I do love this segment. I don't know why. Why the hell did you delete this? I even was even looking through my quotes and being like, oh, I have a my me moment. Okay, what is your me moment? The me moment is the moment... Where you are watching the movie and you go, that's me. For example, this moment comes from, this segment comes from Jurassic Park. <laughs> when Laura Dern <laughs> says, I don't remember what she says, but she's like, like going through the like crystallized like Triceratops feces. <laughs> and I don't remember what she says. But I was just remember being like, that's me. <laughs> it's that moment where like you can't, like you're so overwhelmed with, um, like identifying <laughs> identity <laughs> you're so overwhelmed with identifying with a specific specific moment that you like it's word vomit and you're just like that's me yeah okay. it's that moment so we what is your know. so what is your me moment um there were several but like the overarching umbrella of it is anytime sandra bullock was being like gross 
or like <laughs> disgusting. Um, like when she was eating her steak. Oh my god. With um the British guy, <laughs> I was like, that's Nigel. me. No, it's not Nigel. Not Nigel. <laughs> what is his Victor? Victor. Um, and then when she orders a pint of Ben and Jerry's. That's fucking me. Oh, I have a note about the Ben and Jerry's later. That's me. Anytime that she's being, like, like quirky, weird, out of place, not the stunning, gorgeous, beautiful woman we know her as today. Literally me. Anytime. Um, amazing. I have <laughs> two moments as well. Okay. My first moment is when she screams after they turn on the, her um, sure. microphone again or whatever in the, um, like... The breakfast. breakfast meeting, and she goes, yeah. Sorry, guys. I had a bite of my bagel and forgot to pray. <laughs> and then they're all just like, oh. oh my god, like, oh my god, I also forgot to pray. <laughs> I'm like, thank god. But, like, it also, it's also hilarious because in my mind, I'm just like, oh, they're all just like over showing, like, I'm also religious. <laughs> <laughs> like it's performance of like I also love Jesus that, that'll get me the crown for me that was a me moment just because like messing up and then being like I meant to do that <laughs> yeah um, and then my other me moment harsher punishment for parole violators and world peace <laughs> <laughs> they're so good those were two moments where I absolutely laughed my little booty off but also the hilarious Cheryl. What's your idea for the perfect day? <laughs> See, I don't think I found that one as funny only because I know it. Because it's one of... It's okay. Like every, it's like a meme. Every year on social media is like, oh my god, April 25th, the perfect day. It's so much hot. It's oh, so okay. Guess what? April 25th this year was hot as balls. I literally remember people tweeting it and being like, it's warm. The earth is dying. You simply must stop. I still always chuckle at that. It's a hilarious little moment. Cancel the Cheryl moment. That's it. You guys heard it here first. Sorry if you can hear my metal straw. That's right. Save the whales. I thought it was turtles. No, fuck the turtles. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Wow, we're taking a lot of bold stances. Save everyone. Okay, our next moment. Charity mentioned is the genre. This moment comes from the fact that sometimes a movie is labeled as a certain genre, but then you watch it and you're like, that's not what this movie is because genres only exist to like like help like to somehow like categorize the categor- Oscars categorize the Oscars <laughs> categorize art there aren't categories for art art is free flowing guess what I thought it was hilarious many people said it was scary I thought it was a comedy it's congeniality it oh. literally the movie it I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, who is saying this is a scary ass Many of my listeners wrote in and said that they thought Miss Congeniality was a bad choice for the first movie because they thought it was a horror film. Um, no, and like, I'm trying to, what is another example? Like, Out, like Get Out is right. like equally as funny as it is scary. Like, you know, it's just like these genres. Mm, I think it's funny. I don't, I mean, like, it. it I think it might have its funny moments, but like, I don't think it's that funny. Yeah, but it like then plays into the fact where it's like, what's the point of these genres? Okay, anyways. Anyway. <clears throat> what is your answer? I mean, truly, I it's categorized as like a 
a comedy action film, and I have to agree. It's very, it's, I think it's first and foremost a comedy. Absolutely. Hilarious. It does have some action. Some people get beat up. It's mostly Sandra taking shit down, taking bitches down. Um, and so, yeah, I think I have to agree. It's a comedy action film. Uh, okay, I said, um, any movie with a Ben and Jerry's joke is a comedy. <laughs> any, <laughs> any movie that's like, okay, all right, you have fun with Ben and Jerry, all right. <laughs> I said, it's, oh, hell yeah. it's a comedy. That's hilarious. Okay, our next question is plan a sequel or a spinoff. I'm going to amend it and say you can either plan... A sequel to the film or a spinoff. I know Miss Congeniality does in fact have a sequel. I want you to erase that from your mind. I don't know if you've seen it. I've never seen it. I'm never going to see it. Because um, I don't want to. Um, no, you should see it. No. I've also never seen Legally Blonde too. Like, I'm just not interested in these films. Oh, that's not necessary. That's the thing. These films that are like kind of perfect, I'm like, I hate it when they make sequels. Like, Pitch Perfect should have ended it right there. No, I liked all the different ones. Okay, anyways, um, so yeah, what if you were to plan a sequel or a spinoff, what would it, what would it be? Uh, again. I'm sorry, the ice cream truck is here. We have to take a quick pause. <laughs> Patrick has run out of the room. <laughs> He's throwing money out the window. The neighborhood children are grabbing it. The ice cream man is distraught. Okay. Ice cream man is gone. Um, again, I have to disappoint readers. I said it now. Um, <laughs> I have seen a sequel many times, so I truly don't think I can come up with a fair sequel. Um, I, I, I think you really should amend the fact that you don't want to watch a sequel because I honestly sometimes I'm like I think the sequel's better. I saw that Billy, what's his face, wasn't in the sequel, and I said I'm good. Not Billy. Benjamin Bratt. I saw ben, I saw Benjamin Bratt. Wasn't in the no. Because he's a dick. Why would he be in the sequel? He's so hot. Regardless, like, he truly, by the end of the film, when they're like, oh, let's start dating, it's literally, again, reiterating my point, it's literally only because she started looking attractive. And that's the yeah. only reason she started. he started liking her. So clearly, when you actually start getting into the, like, delve into, like, a real relationship, it's not going to work because you only liked her for her looks she's clearly more than that all women are and so clearly the relationship doesn't work out and so starting in the sequel we see that they're broken up and he's transferred to a different branch of the fbi but it's still such a stunning oh, such a i love out. the, the such a cop out for sequels and they couldn't get an actor to come back they just transfer them to a different branch of the fbi i mean i haven't researched that but i truly i think it's I think it was some smart writer going like, no, that relationship wouldn't work. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, there wouldn't have been much to, like, really... And also, like, it's... The focus point is Sandra, not, yeah. this, not this asshole. I just have this really interesting part of my brain that's specific to only me, where I'm just very attracted to hot, toxic men. Wow. Oh, I've truly never heard of that yeah, before that's today. That's the thing that's only for me. Maybe you should go to a doctor. No, I don't believe in science. Uh, <laughs> the Earth is flat. Um, my, I have a spinoff. I think the spinoff should be Michael Caine's character, Victor, okay. being employed by the FBI as their new like head 
of the like makeover division. Okay. And it's just him being sent to somewhere else in the world, like not a pageant or something. Like maybe someone has to pretend to be a princess or a prince or like run for president. Like I don't know, but like something like that. I would like to watch a movie about him. And I would love to watch him get like a young, cute, like hot gay lover. Mm. But absolutely not. Like, do not do one of those. I would not want it to be one of those things where they go to like some tropical country and it's like they put him with like the stereotypical like young hot latin guy like (laughs) the island boy yeah like i don't want the island boy narrative like i don't (laughs) island boy fantasies like that's not what i want because that's a thing that's a trope in a lot of movies where like gay characters and it's just that's Mm -hmm. not what i want Ooh, the cabana boy. Yeah, yeah that, like, that's not what I want for Victor. I want Victor to find love. I don't mm. care what the person looks like or who they are or what. I just want... I think Victor just... I want more about him. Like, he is really just kind of, like... he Michael Caine is doing such good work because, like, there's not a lot written in the script, but the way he perf- his performance just kind of, like... There is, like... There's his, so much there's more to history, it. like dripping from his performance okay. and I just would love to see more mm-hmm. and I thought he was great I will say spoiler alert there is more he's not in the sequel but he's there, not? no oh I thought he was but there is then why am, there is another like gay representation why on earth, but it's still very like stereotypical why on earth would I see the sequel and why on no it's truly it's um cause um I don't oh god what's her name some um, some other, like, strong female woman is in it. Let me look it up. Like, And I... she's fantastic. Oh, Regina King. Yes, she's been in so much. She's fantastic. And it's her and Sandra. Women power. It's amazing. I, I really... They got William Shatner to come back, but they couldn't get Michael Caine. He's, like, part of the plot. Ugh, I just... No. I don't, I don't think it was, like, that they didn't no, get him just... back. There was just, like, truly no real reason for that's so upsetting. I have no interest. No, you really should watch it. I can't. I'm busy that day. Okay. So, our last and final question. Wow, we've made it. This one's the easiest question the because it's really, it's really just yes or no. Um, does it go in the vault? This is similar. Do you know how like Disney does like the... Finally released from the vault. Oh my god, yeah. Which is like, is not, which is like so dumb. Like they just, they just put like, they'll put like Cinderella like out of print for like, what they used to. I guess not anymore with like Disney Plus where they would put like their movies out of print for like five years. And then uh-huh. like, Sleeping Beauty's been released from the vault. Like, it's got new colors. <laughs> like we enhanced it by 0.1%. Yeah. It's an HD. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But does this movie go in the vault? Like, does it represent its genre, its people, its stars, its actors, its ethos? Like, does it do that? Absolutely. It's funny. It never really has a dull moment. It's beautifully cast. You're... I... Again, to reiterate my five-word review, Sandra Bullock is fucking stunning. Um... Absolutely. No contest. I don't know. Well, you're wrong. 
<laughs> and you know what? No. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> I just... I think it's... Like, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. But I'm also just like... There are better performances from all... I don't know. You know what? No, I'm going to say yes. Good. That's I'm, the correct answer. <laughs> I'm going to say Congratulations, yes. Congratulations. You've won. I'm going to say yes just for the thing that I've said this entire episode. It's just that everyone is turning in an A-plus performance. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I love more than when every actor is giving it their all and, like, all kind of seem like they're in the same movie. There's nothing I dislike more than when you're watching a movie and it kind of feels like actors are all, like, in different films because they're not all on the same page about, like, okay. what they're there to do, which I guess is, like, a testament to the director at the end of the day. I don't know. Whatever. They're all turning in great performances. I think the direction's really funny. I think the script is, aside from, like, the middle part and, like, the more problematic aspects that we've discussed, I think it's really fun. I think the structure of it's really funny. And mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. You know what? You're right. It goes in the ball. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Patrick, we've reached the end of the first episode of Oh. I haven't seen that. <laughs> oh, how do you feel? Um, it's still very warm. It's so warm. It's, oh my god, it's so warm in this apartment. I haven't drank in two weeks because, like I said, I'm breaking my whole 30 and I feel a little buzzed. Did you finish it? Yeah, from from one single 32, wait, no, wait, what is, why is that single? Not 32. Whatever. Um, wow, so exciting. Um, do you have anything you want to... I was going to ask you anything you want to promote, but I'm like, life is on pause right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you, like, where can people find you? Do you want to share your Instagram? Do you want to keep it private, your Twitter? I mean, my Instagram is private, but, like, you can try to hit me up for, <laughs> for following. Um, it's just, you can look up my name, or I'm Auntie Patrick <laughs> on Instagram. It's a new name. We're trying it out. I think we love it, so. Oh, my gosh. Um... I'm also on Twitter. <laughs> I do not tweet. Um, yeah. Wow, what an amazing commercial for your Twitter. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. You can find me on Instagram at one of the Patrick Howards or on Twitter as one of the Pats. Um, my tweets are toxic and bad for the community. You're back on Twitter. Yeah. I shouldn't be. I just like felt like you know, the ship is um, sinking. Might as well <laughs> hop on for the last hoorah. Oh my god, wait. Did you see on Twitter this morning that demon sperm was trending? No. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that again. It is July 28th. If you are on Twitter and you woke up and saw that, congrats. You were part of a moment. Um, I don't know how to end the episode. Anytime, anyone, ask, hey. Have you ever seen... No, that's Stop. not it. Um, this is not an acapella moment. Oh my gosh, okay, well thank you guys for this listening. Is not, this is not your glee moment. <laughs> no, my glee moment's coming in the recording. Okay, bye! Bye, you guys! Uh...